Welcome back to the Life After Bliss podcast. I'm Thomas. I'm John. And we are back at it in the lab. We are here and let's do an update. Thomas, how are you doing with life and love and happiness and whatever that entails? Wow, that's a big question, well, John. You're just throwing it out there. Like, <laughs> I'll answer it honestly. I mean, I want to hear your answer, though. My answer is I'm just on the journey, man. Oh, jeez. That youth. is such a like a BS answer. It's not a BS it answer. It is totally a BS answer. It's, you have to at least like share a little I'm, bit. I'm going Everybody's to Everybody's on the freaking journey. John, <laughs> give me a second to get there, bro. Answer, answer. Okay, so I'm on the journey. You know, I've met a girl. We're dating, but it's early, John. It's early. And so... You know, she's nice, but it's it's two weeks in. What do you want me to say? Well, I met said girl last evening, and I had a good time meeting her and spending time with her, and she was rather pleasant. Well, I'm glad. And if it doesn't work out, you can take your shot there. And I will probably unfriend her on Facebook if, she, if it doesn't work out for you guys. Yeah, this is this is the John Worley move. It's like you introduce him to the girl, First and they're night. like Facebook, well, friends, Facebook friends like an hour later, and it's like messaging her. And you're well, like, and honestly, I've been talking to a girl myself, and and uh, and I've been having a hard time with like restraining myself from talking her to her too much. And so last night, I gave your friend, your dating friend, uh, my phone, and she had it in her pocket all last night. And I said, "You can answer to anybody, anytime, anyplace, anywhere you want." So she, I met this person, and I trusted her immediately. So you, you trust her? Yeah, you gave her your passcode, dude. Yeah. Well, I, here, side side note, <clears throat> the girl I was dating. Uh, the first night we went on a date, I literally registered her thumb, like because I got an old iPhone, as like the thumbprint for my phone. So just in case she needed to get into it while we're like, if something bad happened during the date, she could get into my phone. You know, like like that's that's too much. Is it? Yeah, I mean, if something bad happens, she'll just take your dead hand and she'll put your <laughs> thumb on it. It's fine. She'll get into it that way. Or does she not have her own phone? Like, what's going on here? I don't know. I wanted her to navigate the roads, and we had songs and music and all that stuff. I just, I, it was a, for me, it was like a show of trust. I was like, I trust you enough to to have you as my, and it was probably too much, honestly. Yeah, but she, did you give her your bank account numbers too, just to really show her you trust? That's her? a third date move. Okay, third date. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go too far with that. Okay, well, uh, yeah. So I've been also like crushing on a girl but uh there's nothing happening there our so. longtime listeners are well aware of the situation yeah 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 so i have been crushing on a girl and uh and we go spend time together and it's uh and it's pleasant when when it's happening so and i'm trying to be patient and i'm really really bad at being patient that's the honesty yeah that yeah. is a hard thing to be patient oh, it's so hard okay well today we have in our studio a, a guest. We have a guest. We do. I, I think we should do it kind of like Seinfeld. Have you ever seen like comedians on car in cars getting? Yeah, coffee? that's a good one. I love that. My one. very special guest today. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Rebecca Klein. This is Rebecca Klein. She is thirty-two years old, and uh, she told us just recently she doesn't listen to the podcast, so that's perfect. <laughs> so she'll never. And she also said it's her lifelong lifelong <laughs> goal. Like, what did she say? Yeah, yeah. A, she was very eager to get on the podcast, which I took as a, a compliment. I'm like, oh, she's a big fan. She likes yeah. what we're doing. She wants to be a part of it. And then she mentions, by the way, I never listened, except for, when, when did you listen, Rebecca? Um, I did listen to the bathtub story. Uh, Everybody likes a good naked story. They do. I, I'm glad that one. my pain can become <laughs> other people's joy. That's really how I live my life. Was it pain at the moment, though, that towel story? Come it, on. It was painful. It was painfully awkward. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I bet. Anyways, Rebecca uh, joins us. She's uh, 32 years old, works in corporate America, and she's got a story that we're going to listen to today, and we're just going to talk through that. And, and uh, how about you start your story, Rebecca? 
Oh, man. Um, so, but first of all, I will say um, I will subscribe after this. I'll become a loyal loyal fan. You're going to listen to at least one episode, right? Uh, <laughs> at least yeah, one. Your, your own. Do we get five stars? Five stars, oh, yes. Oh, thank God. Which I've never, I've never reviewed a podcast, so I will. Well, it's this not so hard first. to click the five-star button. Right. It's a really simple thing. Yeah, yeah, but I still haven't done it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm Rebecca. I'm 32 and single. Um... I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How single are you exactly? Everybody wants to know. Like, what, you don't like, date what, at all? No, I date. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but just, and I've been on some dates recently, but nothing really, mm. nothing really sticking, you know. Um, but I grew up in a small Christian culture. I went to a small Christian school. Dad's a pastor, you know. Well, this is was, very cliche. Retired. Yeah. Very cliche. So I just figured, you know, I would go to college, meet a guy, fall in love, get married, probably before I finished college. You so know? you're like a hopeless romantic? Is that what you're saying? <clears throat> I think I was, yeah. Was or is? Uh, I don't know. In between? Maybe in between, yeah. Is that what your mom and dad did? Did your mom stay home? Yeah, so okay. my mom and dad um, met in college, and my mo- they got married, and my mom... Um, I don't want to say dropped out, but didn't finish college. She started working to like put my dad through, finish putting him through college and then getting his master's. So, um, so after looking at that, like love story between your mom and dad, you had like the desire to kind of recreate that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I guess. And like just in Christian culture, everyone around you, that's what happens, right? You see all these people go off to college and meet someone and then they either get married right after college or even before it's over. And so you're yeah. just like, that's what's going to happen to me. Tom, that's what yeah, Thomas I was, did. I was 20. So on the day I should have been graduating college, I got married yeah. to my wife. The who, actual day you should have been graduating college? Yeah. I didn't go to my graduation. I, get, I went to another celebration that day. Yeah, Are you wedding. kidding me? Yeah. And so, and to my wife at the time who had dropped out of college to get her MRS degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were doing it Christian style. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah doing it is that is that the way to, to characterize what you guys were doing yeah after the wedding that's, that's it John. well i mean i think that's part of the you know the rush yeah, the dream sure honest. i mean that is part well, of it it's yeah. impurity culture and you're like all right you know i gotta get there there's a rush to get married and it is it, yeah it's a thing and there's like this big weight because because you know when not weight w-a-i-t but weight like on your shoulders <laughs> like christians want to well, everybody wants to procreate. I mean, that's kind of the, the thing. Or not procreate, but just like have sex. Everybody wants to have sex. That's and nobody wants to have really kids, but everyone wants to have sex. <laughs> Enjoy that. And so like to not have that in like, so in, in Christian culture, yeah. they say, you know, here's the rules you have to play by. I think that's part of it. I think also the, the generation before us did probably a poor job of idealizing marriage in a lot of ways mm. as, as marriage is sort of the goal. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes within the Christian culture, that that sort of happens and so you have this view i thought that was the view you get older and you get married like that was it and if you weren't married then you should be headed toward marriage yeah but i mean didn't our our mom and dads get that from a different generation of like like you know like out of a necessity of some sort like because a long time ago we were all farmers and like you had kids to, to to help the farm out you know like that was part of like culture and then we got out of that phase and we had kids because the war just happened and the guys came home from war and like you have to repopulate or whatever and then there's always this reason to have kids and to like be married and stay together and all that stuff yeah now it's so they can teach you new technology you're like i'm gonna get old (laughs) and i'm not gonna be able to handle that you gotta teach me how to do it 
Is, are your kids teaching you how to do stuff? Oh, they teach me all sorts of apps and stuff, and I'm like, like games and stuff. They're like, this is a really cool game everybody's into. I'm like, this is kind of cool. Never would have found this one. I just looked at my credit card, and I realized we gave a tablet to my daughter at the age of six, and I'm getting charged for some game that she's, I, I don't obviously don't know what's going oh, on. No. So, yeah, I've got that thing going on. Okay. <laughs> Back to your story, Rebecca. Sorry. So, no. so, so yeah, so you've got, kind of tee this up. So you've got this idea. You're, you're going to college. Um, you get this idea of marriage, and you're headed to that. And so did that work out that way? Um, no, obviously not. 32 were, is still single. Well, so. What, were, yeah. So were you, like, were you dating lots of guys then? Did you like, I mean, obviously you liked guys. Yeah, I, I was. Man, I, I did date several guys in college, but I also would like talk to a lot of guys right so like it's like this like you weren't yeah no well like i didn't have to be committed because like i knew they probably weren't good for me or like a guy i would marry so wait were you helping guys were you like helping navigate guys through their own relationships hoping that you could come in there and snag the leftovers is that what you were doing yes well some of them yeah like some of them would come to me all the time for like advice with girls but then like other ones i just was like into but would never like fully date them because i knew they weren't good for me but you know isn't that ironic that they're coming to you for relationship advice but you're not in a relationship on your own yeah but but Honestly, what better candidate could you get? Just a female general perspective. Oh, the good. female voice is it's a, amazing. It's a wonderful thing well, to help you well, navigate and it. I even said this. When when Rebecca walked in the room today, Thomas has lived in a, as a single guy for how many years now? Like two years? Um, year yes, and a half? Yeah, two years. When Rebecca walked in the room, the smell of the entire room changed. Now, that's the power of a woman right yeah, there. Yeah, just to be clear, it was a good smell. Okay, you know, we yeah, don't have like a good. shower <laughs> issue going on oh, here. Wait, there was a name for the smell. What was yeah. the name? Viva la Juicy. <laughs> Which I think it was named that because when she walked in, uh, that's the thought I had. I was like, "Oh man, like that's that's a nice that's juicy, a juicy smell, smell going yeah. on here." Yeah, yeah, a juicy smell. <laughs> I wow. don't think a man could get away with a juicy smell. I'll be honest; that doesn't seem like a man. I don't man's... want to smell man juicy smell. Tell you that. <laughs> uh, no. Man juicy. There's good juicy and there's bad juicy. I'm just saying right now. Yeah, glad okay. I fall in the good category. Well, I just it, I mean, a, a girl's perspective is great. We need we need this in our life, honestly. Yeah. Well, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> we do. We do. No, we definitely do. Okay. <laughs> I know we do, obviously. Okay. So 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 you were you were friend dating. Let's yeah. call it that. Or being a good friend to a lot of guys. Yeah. And then uh were you working on some angles or something? Like were you trying to what were you trying to do? What were you trying to All right. what, what were you trying to do there? Well let's just be honest. I just like you know, would kiss a lot of dudes and hang out with a lot of dudes and then not ever be serious with them. I mean, there were a few that I did that I was serious with. Respect. But. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, actually. I, I mean. mean I'm not, I mean, you probably let a lot of guys on, I'm guessing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but then also I would, I was very upfront with like, nah, this isn't going to happen. I don't. After the kiss or before the kiss? Or did you continue? Just to continue or, or during, because that'd be weird. <laughs> Just to continue This isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Based on your flavor, I'm not ready to continue this relationship. Your man juicy flavor is not working. <laughs> but I think it's kind of like that made it more exciting to them, right? To try to like get me yeah and i was just like eh. but you were available i mean yeah you, you misdirected a lot of dudes yeah i did I and did. were you kissing guys in active relationships as well um like they were like, in active relationships. yeah because you're counseling no. guys and like are you kissing the guys you're like 
obviously it's not going to work with the other relationship. Come around here for a little bit longer and we can, you no, know. No, I don't, not like actual relationships, but you know, back like in college, everybody yeah. like we're talking, right? Or you like, like this girl or like maybe you hung out with her, made out with her last night, then you're hanging out with her. You know, it's just very. What college did you go to? I went to the wrong college. <laughs> no, I went to. It's probably Hanover. a small Christian yeah, college. Yeah. Hibble LaGrange? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so very small Christian yeah, college. That's where they but... all rebel, like a little Southern Baptist school. Yeah. Perfect spot for okay. rebellion. I, I was practically engaged all the college, so I didn't, I didn't yeah. have this experience. You could always find me with the athletes, so oh. it, was a, oh. it was a problem. <laughs> Well, that's really intriguing, actually. Like, like she's giving advice, and she's also kind of making out on the side with some of these guys. Right. Yeah. And I mean, then I would date some, and I mean, again, this small Christian culture, I think they're all, we're all thinking the same thing. And after, like, two weeks, you know, they would be like, I love you. I don't want to be with you. And I'm like, thanks. Question mark? I don't Yeah, but, but you threw some, like, signals with, with the whole making out and talking to him, being emotionally available. It's two weeks, though, bro. I know, sure, I know, but two, two weeks, weeks is two weeks. I, I get it, but I'm, from a guy from the receiving end of this, probably even right now, like, I, there's there's signals that you're sending out. Even, we're all sending signals in our relationships, and so that's just part of it. Yeah, but it's your responsibility as a human to hold it no together. No matter what signals you're getting, it's two weeks, man. Like, yeah. I get it. I, get I mean, it. you put you gave a girl your phone, so you wouldn't. That's good. You knew, you recognized, like, hey, I don't want to be coming on too strong here. So you're like, hold my phone so I don't text this girl, right? Yeah, it was, well, it was, it was actually a, a, see, I like to cross boundaries and I wanted to see if she would actually do it. And she's like, yeah, I don't care, whatever. And so she put her phone in my pocket or in her pocket. And I was like, oh, cool. That's how close we are right now. I mean, I trust her with my phone and I wasn't going to text. I have girl. not given her my phone yet. Just so you know, I've been dating her for a couple of weeks. We've been together lots of times. That's not what I'm doing. So yeah, cause I'm, I'm all about them boundaries, John. You would not allow her, your it's phone not in her that pocket? I no, she's had my phone before for like choosing music. I don't care what she looks at. But it's like, that's my phone. Like, why would, why would yeah. you have my phone? Why do you need it? So do you think I crossed a boundary with your girlfriend last time? I don't time? think you crossed not your a boundary in the terms of like you did something inappropriate. But like the boundary of normalcy? Sure. <laughs> this is my entire existence. You understand that, Crossing right? This is probably why we, we even have a podcast to begin with. That's true. <laughs> I mean, the, see, the thing is, the thing that you makes you feel uncomfortable is the thing that you desire at the same time. And that's the weird part about life. Like, the thing that, like, you don't want is the thing you actually need. And, like, you don't know you need it until it's there. And you're like, oh, wow, I kind of like this thing. But sometimes the thing that you don't want makes you uncomfortable is just bad. And you should just I, avoid it. I agree. I'm talking about me as the thing. And I'm a good thing for you, I, oh, I think. Uh, you. I'm saying, okay. <laughs> I don't know your son. John, you want me to tell you I love you? No, it's been more than two weeks. It's Aww, okay. It's I love precious. you, brother. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, your kind of girlfriend texted me and she said, or Facebook messaged me, and she said, I like seeing you and Tom as a friend together. I was like, aw. That's yeah. precious. It was don't don't precious. use the term girlfriend, though. It's not my girlfriend, just a girl I'm dating. Let's get terms right, okay? Just give it a couple weeks. But that, sure. that's a move, though. You got to, like, you know, butter up to the best friend. Oh, me, I'm, I'm not, am I the best? I'm, Tom, I mean, you're, yeah. you're a close friend. You're a close friend. Yeah. It's, it's good, you know. I'll be lucky if I'm an usher at the wedding. I'll be honest. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're, I'm not doing another big wedding. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I might be at the guest attendant book, box or whatever. I might be helping people like... The guest book. The guest book, That's yeah. perfect. No, the guest book rests on its own. You don't need a person yeah, there. Yeah, you make up jobs so people yeah. feel important. Okay, back to your story, Rebecca. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so you had an idea of getting your MRS. And for the people, explain what the MRS is. That's a degree that a lot of people... Yeah. It's like, I think I probably even used this term, like I wanted to get my MRS degree. But basically, when you go to college to meet a guy, 
get married, not really for anything else. Especially um, a small Christian college. Yeah. I think that's a thing. Definitely. And looking back, I'm like, uh, Rebecca, like want more for your, not again, not that there's anything wrong with doing that, but there's so much more to me than being somebody's wife, which I would learn. But, you know, back then that's, that was the goal. And even now, like that's just society. That's like what we're all working toward, right? That's what it seems like we should all be working toward, like getting married, having kids, like that's the end all be all goal. For some people. I mean, like I would say that like after you get out of Christian culture, you don't see a lot of that as much. Like the goal is like take care of yourself, build a life and see if marriage fits in. I think that's the the new like kind of mantra. But since college, even like working in environments that aren't, you know, Christian environments, that's everyone's question to me. Like they're obsessed with the fact like, why aren't you married? Like all the time, they're like, why aren't you married? Why aren't you, why aren't you with someone, you know? So I don't, and even like movies or commercials or like whatever, like you're constantly like, it's thrown at you. This, it's inundated, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, that that didn't didn't happen for me. And so in you, retrospect, I'm glad. You but. wanted to get married right, really bad. Yeah. And, and you were in a couple of actual serious relationships or, or was it all just like this little piddly making out with a guy every once in a while? Or did you actually like get to like, a two month relationship or a four month or a six month? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was a few that were like four, six months, um, in college. And then that's usually about when I would bounce. <laughs> yeah, so, that's, a, that's a jumping point though, because yeah. you, you have to become serious at that point. Yeah. You, you can't just be hanging out. Yeah. So it was sure. your choice though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you chose, you chose what you wanted and you chose your loneliness Versus having a relationship. Yeah, I did. I mean, nothing's interesting wrong with that. No, but. I mean, because, yeah, they didn't ever break up with me. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, they She's didn't. She's the player. Like, I was the... But you wouldn't think that because, like, you thought it's something I wanted so bad. You think that I would just, you know... So this is commi- like commitment issues or something like that. Yeah, I think. I think. Like, I think I'm learning that about myself looking back. Um, when it was... It was... It was easier for me to like be with these guys I know it would never work with than a guy that maybe it could. And then mm. I was like, uh, after they would get serious, then I I was like, nah. That's interesting. So in that way, did you ever pursue somebody that you're like, ooh, like this person really could work out? Or is it like a rejection thing? Maybe you're scared of like pursuing somebody who you could really care about? Or was it just more happenstance that it working, worked out that way? Uh, that's a good question making me think about myself. Um, but I think, I think every time it got to the point where I would have to like, let them into like my world and my life, like come meet my family and like all of that, then I would feel uncomfortable and I wouldn't want to. So I don't, I think it's maybe more of a vulnerability thing. Like I didn't, um, you know, I wanted, I wanted them to see what I let them see. And when it came time to like really get to know me and my life and my family, I was like, nah, which I don't really know why. It's... And so as this is going on, you're watching your friends drop off one by one, getting married mm-hmm. and going into a relationship. And you are feeling left out alone yeah. by your own choosing. Yeah, yeah, so... by my own choosing. But you feel, you definitely feel like I missed the train. Like at some point I was supposed to get on and I didn't. And I'm like stuck over here and everybody's over here and bliss, happy, you know, married, whatever life. And... You're like, all right, well, what do I, what do I do now? So it's definitely, um, that was definitely a difficult time post-college. And post-college is difficult anyway. People don't really prepare you for that. Like whether you're married or not, I think it's just 
completely different. You've been doing this, headed toward this one thing your whole life in school, and then you're just like done, and you're like real world. Um, I think everybody should take like six months off after college and just kind of reevaluate. Yeah. Must be nice, privileged man over there. Yeah, take six like, months wait, off, how? travel Europe, and it's fine. <laughs> oh, is that what you did? I no no John, John did a lot of things. <laughs> I did a lot though. of things. I toured the country with the band, and and I I did a lot of. Okay. Uh, I, I was kind of uh, transient for a while. Oh, cool. And so uh, I yeah I had a bunch of career, a little job here. I worked for the Republican Party, worked for Newsboys. Yeah. I did a bunch of traveling around. Very so. different for you, yeah. Because for me it was you know I was married right out of college into a job, kid a year later, boy it was like it was like life is coming at you hard. Get a helmet. Get ready. It's See, coming. and that's that's the that's the throw off. So if you would have jumped into the marriage culture, you could have had Thomas's story. Yeah, you yeah, know, you, you could you could be divorced and have two kids, <laughs> and you missed out. You really missed out. Well, Actually, you've been around so long, you could probably see some of those marriages that you originally have now broken up, and you could go get sloppy seconds if you wanted to. Wow, wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it's true. But I think I think that's the thing. Like whether you get married right away or you don't. Either way, I think you learn quickly that that's not the end-all, be-all. And you have to find something else, you know, that really is supposed to be what's filling you or satisfying you. Because either by not having it, you have to come to that conclusion, or you get married young and you realize, like, man, well, I thought that was this was supposed to be, like, happily ever after. And it's not, whether it's two years in, <laughs> five years in, or you have kids and you're in the thick of, like, toddler wanting to pull all your hair out, like, Either way, you, you're learning that lesson. Yeah, they didn't list that in the brochure. I'll tell yeah. you that much. Um, th- that is wisdom, what she just said there. Like, you see the idea of, like, we all want something, but then when we even get what we want, it's oh, just not, sure. it doesn't well, it's satisfy we'll that need. It's because we'll never arrive, right? Yeah. Like, like it's, we're yes. never done. Yeah. Well, the grass is always greener on the other side. And, like, honestly, well, like, the holidays just happen or are happening. And so you see all these people together, see all the couples and holding hands, and the kids are happy. And you look around, I'm, I'm divorced, you're divorced, Thomas. And you're like... Well, crap! That should have been my life. Yeah, that, I, that's what I expected. And then you're like, you're just like stuck in this like lurch of like, yikes! What 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 am I doing? Or you know, like, and I'm pursuing a relationship, and that's not sometimes always working out for me. And so, like, you're right. You have to find something that uh, on your own. I, I I can tell a story about this, but you you go tell your story. Yeah. So so I'm I'm interested. You you're going through this process. You realize, hey, maybe I missed the train. At what point is it that you start to uh, sort of reimagine what your life might look like, where you sort of change that perspective and goals. Well, <clears throat> there was a guy post college. Um, there was a guy. Yeah, Dickens. yeah. <laughs> dun dun dun. Another another interesting one. Man, Rebecca's just great at really interesting one. Like another guy. Interesting is, one. Is it the yeah. third person? Is that is that what the guys <laughs> like so much about you? <laughs> no. Yeah. Why do I? Why am I referring to myself? I'm teasing. Um. No. So. We, I met a guy after college, um, and we dated on and off for like two years, actually. But interesting, after our first date, I told him I would never marry him or be with him. Oh so, my! After yeah, the first date, first date, like we had been talking for yeah, a little bit, we knew each him. other. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like I. I knew that he wasn't good for me and we would never work out, but like I was having fun and I enjoyed being with him. And I think it was filling a void that I, that I wanted filled. Um, all while in the back of my head, I knew like, this isn't good. Like this is never going to work out. But so why did I continue to do that? I don't know. But I think just trying to, you know, find that satisfaction in him and, and we did have fun and, um, I liked a lot of things about him, but 
And I think part of me at certain times thought I could like change him oh, or yeah. sure. even if it was subconscious, right? Because I knew in my head, like, that's not right. You can't, you can't go into any relationship like wanting to change a person. But um, I just kept thinking like it, it would change maybe or it could work out even though I knew it never would. Um, and so it was kind of off and on a few times because I would be like, all right, I can't keep doing this. And sure. then, you know. Well, like, I, I think something's better than nothing, honestly. And so, like, if you can choose to be with somebody or not to be with somebody, I mean, why would you not choose to be with somebody? I disagree with you wholeheartedly. But, but I mean, I'm just, I think often nothing is better than something. Well, I'm just speaking, like, in terms of loneliness. Like, yeah. I'd rather be with somebody, even if it's not the best person. And, like, I'd rather be with somebody. It, this is maybe really unhealthy talk. Yeah, it is. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure unhealthy talk. I wish that we could, yeah, sometimes I wish this wasn't a podcast. The face that Rebecca just gave you, I really wish that could come through. Because that, that was very funny. Because I just, loneliness, like, you could be with some, I have, I know a lot of lonely people who are married. married yeah. So, but, but you're right. Like, you do... You do think like you equate being with people as not being lonely. And I think that's why we stay with them and because we're trying to like fight that feeling. But so my story right now, I'm kind of I like a girl and I just, maybe I shouldn't even go into this. No, go ahead. I mean, I'm I want to hear it. I, I like I like this girl. It. And when we're together, it's great. I really enjoy her company. She has a kid and they get along really well with my kid. And, and I just, I really enjoy her time together, but she, when she's not one-on-one with me, she's distant, extremely distant. And it's like, I'm alone when I'm not with her. So mm. when I'm with her, it feels great. When I'm not with her, I just feel like she doesn't even exist sometimes. Well, and, and the hard part of that is you're rarely with her. I'm with her maybe once or twice a week. So that's kind of rarity. And by, by distant, you mean like she doesn't text, she doesn't she, call? She doesn't communicate very well by her own and so I, i'm trying to give her that space but it's 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 really hard but so she's single mom single mom yeah man that's full, it's hard full-time single mom too. full-time yeah like you yeah actually. it's hard it's so hard to like like you have you have to put in work to date now as a single mom because you're constantly you have to really really want it because you're just like constant you know i can't it's hard to be texting someone on my phone or calling them when i'm you know, got a toddler screaming and got so much going on that you have to do. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, let's, let's go back to your story. I don't want to sabotage this thing. So, so you uh, you were in this relationship for two years, and I can't believe you told him the day, the first date after the first date. I will that's, never marry you. That's ballsy. But then that, that's so ballsy. I thought I was ending it. And then the next day he was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, all right." Well, here's the thing. Like, I think guys, I think we all need, but especially guys need a hard no. So unless yeah. you're giving them a hard no, that's a hard no. I mean, I will I'm never, never marry you. Marry you. I'm the first <laughs> yeah. John's like. I see a little bit of wiggle room there. Yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All that one in a million talk. <laughs> I am forever, forever a hopeless romantic. Forever. I woke up today and it was rainy and it was dreary outside and I said, thank God for the new day. And I'm just saying today is a new day where I can experience life, love, and happiness, maybe. And, you know, and, I, and I'm going to enjoy today. And so, like, for, for this guy, if you're saying, if you're calling him or texting him or if you're responding in some way, that's a maybe or even a yes. Yeah, it is, and, for sure. And so, so like, for me, if I'm that guy, I'm just like, sure, she said no, but she's still here. Nope, yeah. I'm out. You're, yeah, you're out, but I'm not. I'm in. Well, yeah. me, okay, I agree. Like, I think me saying that was a hard no, but then I, like when he texts me again and then I replied, yeah, that's where I'm giving a little like, 
mixed signal because then obviously we continued for two years. But I'm kind of with you. If I got the kind if someone of, said to me, "I will never marry you," like I'm done. I'm not messaging I, you again. I mean, if somebody not, on the first date was even like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not even sure I'm into this. Like even gave me like a heart. Like I'd be like, mm. moving on. Yeah, I'm like there. There are a lot of people in this world, John. There I keep are on a lot hearing of that. People. I keep on hearing that. And I need to. I need to. I need to hear this. I really, this is good therapy yeah. for me, honestly. Yeah. So so, so you on okay. and off for two years, yeah. and and as that sort of ends, how did that? Shift shape your, your yeah. new foundational did you have to end views? that eventually yeah i did so the first thing you said the first date is what happened two years later you had to be more consistent with yeah that. and it was it was like one of the hardest things ever the and going through that like that's definitely where i learned this lesson of like you know a, a guy marriage like this ideal this thing that i want is never gonna bring me that happiness or that fill that void um, sure, it can be, you, it can bring happiness, but ultimately like that you, that has to come on your own. Like you have to be fully, no one's going to complete you. Like you're complete on your own. And anyway, that came from ending it with him. So I like, it was just the hardest thing I've ever done. And every day I woke up like, all right, God, you're going to have to get me through this or I'm going to text him. I'm going to message him. I'm going to want to talk to him. Like, I'm not going to get through this day. Like, and it was just this desperate need of every day to not to find that fulfillment somewhere else sure. and not reach out you, to him. To you felt needed. Him. You felt loved. You felt wanted. You were playing a really important role in yeah. his life. And, and it helped. Yeah, I get it. And then at one point, yeah. like I think he said he even said to me because, um, you know, it was just messages all the time. Like, I want to be with you like we can mm-hmm. work this out. And I was just just ghosting him, trying to avoid it. And I think at one point he was like, I can make you happy. You make me happy. Like, I know I could make you happy. And I just had this light bulb click that, like, no one can ever ultimately make me happy. And I can't make him happy. But also, I can be happy without him. And I think that just was like a light bulb moment of, like, all right, we're gonna, I can move on from, like, I can move on from this. That was the closure single. you yeah. needed. Yeah. It just, I, I journaled a lot about it during the time. Um, but looking back, I think that definitely was, was a moment. So when, um, when I was going through my, uh, divorce process, I met up with a guy, um, kind of, it was kind of a pseudo mentor to me. And, uh, he had me reading some books of the Bible, uh, John, and it was the beginning of Jesus's ministry. And the, the, basically the premise is Jesus was like his own self-made man. And he didn't rely on the the disciples. He didn't rely on all these things. He just did what he did and, and, Hmm. and he was who he was. And he didn't need the the uh, he didn't need anything. He just didn't need anything. And so, the mindset that my mentor was trying to get me into was: you really don't need anything. You need to rely on on just what you have and, and mm-hmm. not what you used to have. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to be a whole person on, on your own. own. On your own. Yeah. And you say it, but it's so so hard. It is so hard to do that, and to, for you to come out of that relationship and to avoid all that stuff that you mean you 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 took a pretty pretty big hit there. Yeah, for sure. And at this point, I'm older. And so it's yeah, even scarier. How old were you when this, when this ended, this relationship? Um, oh, gosh. Like mid to late 20s, I think. So, oh. I hear, I hear an airplane. <laughs> airplane. <laughs> yeah, but by Christian standards, you're very old then. At that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like even scarier. Like, well, I start all over. Like, where do you even meet people? But um, I, my mentors too, like encouraged me. We were going, and in church, we were like going through the Psalms. And that definitely was mine. Like the Psalms and the idea of God's steadfast love which is like, it's, it's all 
it gives you everything you need for to be satisfied, to be filled, and it doesn't need to change to satisfy you. So just this idea that like God's love alone is all that I need, not to be cheesy, but I mean, it's true. But that helped me really like find who I am and be okay on my own and be okay with myself and not feel like I needed this thing, this, and not even just a man, this idea of like a marriage and a family to complete me and to fulfill me. And I really feel like I kind of became a new person, a different person that I like and respect so much more. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I needed to go through that to learn this, but um, I think, I think I, I started having new ideas for my life and new things that I wanted out of life more than just so self-realization basically uh, came to you at what age again I'm sorry um I would have to really do the math but like mid-20s I would say okay. mid to late 20s so so you mid-20s like 25 26 yeah whatever. 25 26 and so now you're seven years removed from that yeah and and what does that look like now like what how 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 is your life transformed how do, how do you look at things when you wake up in the morning I mean you obviously a lot of changes in seven years yeah I definitely, I definitely wanted to, I just, I got hungry for things, to experience things, to do things, to like give myself away, um, give my life away, which sounds weird. But, you know, I started traveling. I would go to the Dominican. Um, I was a teacher then, so I would go for the summers and spend my time in a really impoverished village there with people. Um, And then kind of came to a point after several years of doing that if I wanted to I was con- contemplating moving there full time wow yeah or um I had always wanted to foster so I was like kind of trying to decide what to do and um just really felt compelled to want to come home and start my licensing to become a foster parent so I did okay at what age were you when you started doing that um well, I've been licensed for, in April, it'll be three years. So four years ago, okay. I started the process of taking my classes. And so, what, what kind of responses did you get from people in your life? Oh my gosh. It's, I have, I have the best community. Like they're so supportive, but there's this look on everyone's face when you tell them <laughs> they will never say anything like, I mean, who's going to say something bad about you fostering, right? I mean, there are some people who are like on your own, like to this day, people are like, wait, by yourself, are you married? Um, But they give you this look of like, wait, are you, you know, like, are you sure? Why? And you also always see this like, well, what if, how are you going to meet someone now? Or, you know, like, how is it going to play into like dating or whatever? Um, I remember my parents in particular, which they're so they're the best they're so supportive of it but when I first told them I told I first told them probably about five or six years ago because I tried I wanted to do uh to foster long before I actually got to but um I think my mom gave me this look of like a like because I was going to be a single parent of just like what are you sure? But then they no. were like immediately on board, but it was well, kind of so a shocking. Of, it's so out of the ordinary for, for people, but I guess it's more common these days and stuff like that. But still, it's, 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 it is shocking. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard. I mean, you, you've got a kid, John. Yeah. Um, you've now got foster kids that yeah. you have. You have an idea of what their life's going to look like. You get invested as a parent and it's like, it's hard. They have to reimagine it. Yeah. Just like you had to come to that point of reimagining your life. They had to get there too. And 100%. So, yeah, that would be hard. Like I'm thinking of my daughter. She comes to me and it's like, 
especially if I knew she had wanted to be married at some point, it's like, yeah, you'd have to like let go of that. Yeah. We uh, last week we were uh, looking at some holiday lights, and they had the spot where you could write in your wish. Uh, your wish. My six year old gets the wishing spot, and she says, "All I wish for is mommy and daddy to be back together." Oh. And and uh, and she, we've gone to that wishing spot uh, every year for the last three years, and she's done the same wish the last two years. That's hard. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, like, she's going to come to a point. Actually, this is maybe her Disney princess moment, you know, where all the Disney people have yeah. the broken up parents or the yeah. whatever. Maybe this is her moment where she's going to shine because of because of our broken it, up marriage. Maybe. But she should ask for an iPod. She might have been able to get like, an iPad <laughs> or something. You know, it's like, she does want that yeah, in a puppy, but I'm not yeah. sure. Especially that after she says that. That's when she should really come oh. in with <laughs> Yeah, but if I can't have that, yeah. a puppy will do. <laughs> It's fine. So, um, so you're reimagining your life. Yes. And it's starting off. How many kids did you take in foster wise? Like what? I've had two placements. So I've been a foster parent for almost three years and I've had two placements. My first was an 11 year old girl. Um, my age range is birth to 10. And I said I would take siblings. I just was like, I want all of them. I'll take all of the kids. <laughs> Uh, because everybody you're like a nurturer aren't you i am for sure for sure like yeah. everybody calls me the did, mom did the two-year relationship guy come back and say i still want to be part of it now did he ever come back and and, and say oh he wants gosh. to jump it back into your life he would try all the time and it first started out like really nice like oh i miss you i love you but then he got mean because i think he was just mm. trying to like get a right ra- like wanted me to respond desperate people do desperate things yeah he said some shady things so i blocked him so good i don't know yeah yeah I, that's I a good heart like boundary. i'm not i'm not not going there. So we didn't really have contact after I'm that. Just curious. Um, so like, so you've taken some kids in and have you adopted a kid now? Is it no, what, so, where are you at now? Yeah. So we had the 11 year old for four months and eight days later after she got to go home back with her family, it was a good situation. Um, but eight days after her, I got a call for um, a, at the time, six month old and a two year old boy. So a six month old girl and a two year old boy. Yeah. And so I, It was so funny because I got the call. I had just gotten over the flu or was getting over the flu. And um, they called me and I was like, "Uh, I've been sick. So and she was like, "Okay." And I was like, but that doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm saying that. (laughs) Can I call? Can I call you right back? And she was like, yeah. And I called my friend just because I was kind of like in a panic. I don't know. It's just weird. And she was like, I mean, we're here. Let's go. Let's do this if you want to. And I was like, okay, that's all I needed. I, I feel like I just needed that confirmation. And I called her back and I was like, yeah, I'll take them. And so then, you know, a few hours later, you get them. But um, I ended up only getting the girl. The boy had been adopted at two weeks old by his grand by a grandparent. So he went back with them. Um, but I've had the girl for over a year, almost a year and a half. So wow. most of her life and um, her case is going toward adoption now. So we just and started you're physi- the you're going to adopt the, the yes, child. Yes, yeah. What, what's your daughter's name? Is it daughter? Um, yes, daughter. I, yeah. You don't want to say her name. I probably right? shouldn't say it on here yet. Got to be careful. I always not, that. not quite yet. <laughs> right. I get you. But I get yeah. you. Are these kids that are uh, your same race or are these kids different races? Or? My first was not. She was uh, African-American and this one is. I almost said her name. <laughs> yeah. She is same okay. race as me. Yes. That's that's uh, unbelievable. And that's congratulations. That's Thanks. a lot of work. I can tell. It is. It's yeah. a lot of work. She is a very busy, particular little girl. She's so much fun. Um, but and I have a really great relationship with um, her family who's in the area. Well, part of her family, her dad's side of the family and 
actually got to take her over to their Thanksgiving oh, for wow. a little bit. Yeah, and you were with them. The enti- yeah, you're with her the entire yeah, time. So you're yeah. like the legal guardian, also, yes. and, and everything in her world, basically. Yes. Yeah. I'm. Does she call you mom? I'm guessing. She, of course she does. She does kind of. So she actually, we just found out. Uh, she at her 18 month checkup, I just shared some concerns, and we found out she has a hearing problem. So she's not right. hearing really at. She hears some, but she doesn't hear well. So she doesn't talk. She has no words really yet. So she has some, but I know what they mean. They're yeah. not real words, yeah. but like we speak, we can communicate yeah, to each gibberish. other. It's weird. But um, she actually is having surgery on Thursday. Oh, wow. For to, they're putting tubes in, hoping that'll fix it. But they're also going to do a, um, a hearing test on her brain to see if she has hearing loss. So we'll find out. Fingers crossed that the the tubes take care of it all. But if not, you know, we'll just go from there and it'll you be can good. You do that. That's, yeah, roll, roll that's awesome. Are, yeah. are, you, are you still open to more placements or is... Yeah. I, oh, wow. So I... She can't stop? I can't. I, I feel like I'll never stop, honestly. But I... This is a Hallmark story, by the way. You're just waiting for... Well, I, I should say you sh- you're not waiting for something, but... Right. I'm not waiting. I don't need no man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get it. it I, you know, she's okay. Here's the deal. Rebecca is a powerful woman. She is, and she knows what she wants, I and love it's, that. it's a little scary. You know what, though? It's so funny because thinking back to old Rebecca, like pre what happened, I would never have used those words. So I like that's so encouraging to me that I come across that way now, just because, and it's totally what God's done in my life. But I love that that's my story. Oh, you, you get a confident vibe. I'll tell you that. Okay. Much. Oh, yeah. It's coming across. I like, love you know, that. It was not only that, but it's just compassionate, kind. She's got a lot of the uh, check, check, check. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's a five-tool player over here. Yeah. I mean, all she needs love is like this. an app and she'll be ready to go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, swipe right. me up. But. Yeah. Do, do you want to send a picture in? We'll post it with our podcast. We'll see what we can do for you. Yeah, maybe we should. I'll, I'll, take, a I'll take a picture of us all right now. Just oh, why not? John. I mean, just, just for the podcast. I mean, whatever. I was thinking I did want a picture because. Oh, here we go. Bucket list. I need a picture that I did. During the podcast. Okay. Sorry. Okay. That was weird. Okay. Yeah, podcast selfie. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, what does it look like now now that you're... You want more kids. Well, okay. Do you I, want your own kids, too? I mean, is that the part of the... You always want kids, period. I mean, if it's if that's in the play of the cards. If not, I it's not something... It, sure, it would be sad if I never had my own kids, I guess. But also, I'm not, like, desperately, you know, going to die if it doesn't but I did decide well my friends they're constantly telling me that I can't have more than one case at a time so if like a sibling group is one case so so you have to close the case out and you have to adopt a kid and then get another one yeah because it's you have like monthly meetings you have there's so many things you have to go to court hearings doctor's appointments like so much all the time if there's any visits like so I personally being a single mom working full-time like it's hard enough to balance all of one case so I couldn't do two at once. My friends, I get, they text us now and I get them all the time and I will like send them to my friends. They're like, Rebecca, no, <laughs> you can't. And I'm like, I can't, but look at it. Like I, I need to, and they're like, stop it. Put your phone down. You're not saying yes. So, um, so once this closes, once the hopefully adoption goes through, then I will open my home up for more kids. Wow. I actually need a bigger home. Let's put a limit on this thing. What, how many kids are we going to go with here? I don't know. I don't have a. Li- Are we I'm talking just... like lady in an old shoe, like like size. How many kids? You know. <laughs> yeah, like how many kids? I mean, how many legitimate kids? Not legitimate. <laughs> Sounds so bad. How many kids do you want? How many kids would you prefer? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I have a number. Like I used to be like, oh, I want to get married and have four kids. But I just. I don't. If I only have my one the rest of my life, cool. If if. 
She's content. I adopt too. more. <laughs> she's content. It's the it's like the perfect the perfect thing, you know. She's content and power. Yeah. yeah well, thank you. But you know, well, I am I am I coming in between you here, John? <laughs> you need a minute alone? I I've got another room. I've got yeah, right. He's got two going on over here. <laughs> I've got something going on. But but I'm just saying that you're I, I appreciate this hey. you sharing the story. I mean the contentness is, is really cool. I mean, yeah, so we'll see. I don't know how many kids but you know the I told I was telling you guys, um, a lady I look up to who did part of my training. She's a single mom of she's adopted six girls through the foster care system. Yeah. And she's had over 26 placements. She's had kids when they are older, come back to her house, knock on her door and thank her for being her foster mom. So I just love the idea that like, even if I always say, even if I don't have them forever, if I don't adopt them, however long I was their mom, I was always meant to be their mom for that long. So and I think of it as their mom, like even if the 11 year old, she didn't really call me mom, which was totally fine. But like, she's my kid. And I still I keep in contact with her. I just got to talk to her the other day. It was great. Um, so I just think I'll, I'll be ever, I'll be anyone's mom. <laughs> she's like she's like the perfect like foster situation, like for a kid just needing something. So. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. you hear so many terrible stories of the yeah, foster system sure. and then to have have you sitting here and you're like, wow, like that kid's going to be taken care of like that. It's, sure. It's enormous. Yeah. It's like a love that that was in stop. So let's take a quick break on the podcast. Uh, who's our sponsor today, Thomas? Um, we are sponsored today by Vandalay Industries. Vandalay, Art Vandalay Industries. Yes, that's right. Architecture. Uh, well, he's focusing more on the import and the output. Uh, yeah, import export business <laughs> exactly outport yeah. listen to me yeah, yeah. uh yeah so what's your favorite the import or the export um textile industry uh i don't know okay well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back and welcome back to the life after bliss podcast we're in the lab here with thomas and our special guest rebecca klein we love to see your last name yeah okay that's fine cool um, and I was thinking about it. It's actually the human fund we're giving to, not the um, uh, the human fund. The human it's fund money for people. For people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this this Christmas season, if you're looking for a, a special gift to give to somebody, give to the human fund because that's going to help somebody out. The pe- people. The people. The people. The, the people. So so let's let's wrap this thing up. I, what I like about your story the most is that your life was heading in one direction, and you had an idea in your head, and that idea did not come true. Yeah. And, and you thought and considered and, and you, you had that idea stuck in your head. And then at some point in your mid twenties, you realize this ain't happening. I've got to reevaluate. I've got to do something. And you did reevaluate and you made some significant changes in your life and you hit up some hard boundaries. You cut off the relationships you needed to cut off and you started making changes. You started traveling, you started becoming who you were. And so I would say, uh, my takeaway from her story is that life is what you make it and let's mm-hmm. make it the best it can be because like you can always reevaluate every single day is a brand new day to reevaluate and be who you want to be and she's making changes she's she's impacting people around her she's 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 basically creating her own environment and, and making it a healthy place for other people and for herself yeah i mean really it's it's a, a view it's different than a lot of the guests we've had on here in that you didn't necessarily have that moment mm-hmm. that the divorce or a job loss or a death right where something hits you but it's just like at some point time lapsed mm-hmm. yeah. and you sort of wake up and you're like i don't know how i got here but i'm not where i thought i'd be yeah and yeah what i love about your story is not just that you 
took the opportunity in your life to create something for yourself that you wanted. But you also looked and you're like, like just to hear you talk about fostering and these kids and the obvious love you have there. It's like you're you're taking that and you're like taking a positive to other people. Hmm. Um, I, I think it's really inspiring. Yeah, because it's it's one thing to change your own life, but it's another thing like you know that's that's a cool thing and like maybe a little selfish, but it's, you can change your own life. But when you start impacting other people and start bringing other people in your own little world, and then like all of a sudden you're kind of a positive force in this in this world, if you will. Hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's like kind of the dream, honestly. Yeah. I think, I think that is the dream. I think we get caught up in all these other things, but really like when we are giving ourselves away in an area that we are maybe gifted in, because I truly feel like I was made to do this, to be a foster mom. And I like, that's the dream. I think that's when we're experiencing the fulfillment and the joy and the happiness and I mean, something my a friend, a pastor, my pastor says all the time is like in a hundred years, there's all new people here, right? Which mm. is kind of like a sad thought or a weird thought, but at the same time, like life is short, and so you know, it really isn't. So it, I don't need to be so self consumed with like oh, you know, getting married or finding this or that, but giving myself away and finding the joy in those things. Cause it really is like about the journey and it's in the journey. There's no, there's no moment where I'm like, Oh, I've made it. I'm here. Like this is happiness. Right. So it's definitely about like creating it and finding it for yourself. And I think it comes a lot in giving yourself away. Yeah. My dad used to always say on vacation, he would say, uh, he said, enjoy the journey because half, half the trip is getting there and getting back mm-hmm. home. Love and we that. always, we always focus so much on where we're going and this thing that may or may not even happen. Yeah. And that's the reality. Like it just, we're not promised anything other than maybe today, Yes, you know? Definitely. And so just like live it. Life is short. I want to live it well. That's a song we played at my mom's funeral. And, I love uh, it. yeah, I did. What well, was one of the songs we played a lot of songs, but yeah, but, uh, well, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun having your voice and, and having a different perspective. And I, I love it. I love what you've done. And um, how do we say goodbye? Let's just say goodbye. Bucket list checked for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we could help out with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. Well, hey, guys, thanks for tuning into the Life After Bliss podcast. And uh, we will catch up with you soon. <laughs>